0: If you have your uh, bulletins handy, uh, we will responsively, under uh, Matt and Dinah's leadership, read the scripture this morning. A
1: shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. and And faithfulness faithfulness, the belt belt around his his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the the lion lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the ass, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that that day the root root of Jesse Jesse shall stand stand as a signal to the people. The 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 nations nations shall inquire of him, him, and his his dwelling dwelling shall shall be be glorious.
0: glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Be seated, please. Now, understand, I have no uh, direct knowledge of these things, but that's never stopped me from speaking before. But I was thinking that one of the advantages about being God is that you wouldn't have to interview for the position. I mean, could you imagine what that might be like? And, and so you ask God, well, uh, what are your strengths? And I think God might respond, well, I can do anything and everything. Well, well, tell me about your relationships. I love everybody. Okay, okay, help me some more. What kinds of things do you like to do? Well, I like to make stuff. I like to do the impossible. And I really like bringing the dead back to life. If there's anything the scripture is clear about, it is this. Our God delights in bringing life out of death. Our God when things are physically dead, metaphorically dead, on the brink of death, seems to delight in stepping in just at that moment and bringing life for all. I mean, if you go all the way through the Bible, you'll find instance after instance. I just wanted to give you a few this morning. I think about Noah and the flood. I mean, the flood, what would happen if the world was completely flooded? It's gone. There's death. And yet, the waters recede by the hand of God, and new life comes. Think about Abraham and Sarah. She's 90 years old. Apparently her womb has been pretty well declared dead. She had not had a child yet. And God brings life for Abraham and Sarah. Think about Joseph. God gives Joseph these amazing dreams as a child. And the dreams seem on the brink of death As Joseph languishes in the bottom of Pharaoh's dungeon. And then suddenly a word. The Pharaoh wants to see you. He has these dreams. Just when it seems like everything is lost. God can be found. And God steps in. The people of God were enslaved to the Egyptians. And their slavery is broken. And they have a few days of freedom it seems. And they're trapped again, imprisoned, as it were, with the Red Sea in front of them, Pharaoh's army behind them. And just when it's trapped, they're trapped, it seems like the life will be squeezed out of them. God steps in again. A widow in a place called Zarephath has her only son. If you're a widow and and your only son dies, you've got no means of support, no one to look after you. And then God steps in through the prophet Elijah. Another woman, a Shunammite woman Again, loses a son. And this time through the prophet Elisha, God steps in. The temple is destroyed by the Babylonians. People carted off into slavery and it looks as if the worship of God is dead. No place to worship. No tools with which to worship. And there in the midst of death, God raises up something known as a synagogue. And brings a people who are so devoted to God's word and to memorize it that Jesus uh, comes among them when they populate an area known as Galilee a few hundred years later. Time after time, when it looks like it's over, it's dead, it's done. God steps in. The New Testament, another widow, losing her son at the funeral. Jesus stops the funeral procession, touches the coffin, and the boy's raised. And then there's Lazarus, dead. Dead long enough to stink, apparently. And God steps in again. And then, my personal favorite from years of preaching, there's Eutychus. Do you remember Eutychus in Acts? Paul apparently was preaching too long. Eutychus fell asleep, fell out of the window, and died. Now, there are two lessons you might want to take from that story. Yeah, you got the first one. But the second one is this At the point of death, God intervenes, and there's life. And, of course, my very favorite one there's Jesus. Dead. Dead three days. Why three days? Well, as best as we can tell, three days was the legal definition of death for Judaism. Because they had an occasional person come back after they had been pronounced dead and wake back up. They said that no one can be declared dead until they're dead three days. Well, he was dead three days. Legally dead. Physically dead. Dead dead. And God stepped in. All the way through the scripture, God is bringing people, nations, relationships, dreams back to life. That's what the story is about this morning. Isaiah 11. The people are looking for a Messiah. But the expectation is, and and the biblical uh, teaching is, that this Messiah will come from the line of Jesse. And you may remember Jesse. He was King David's father. So basically, from the line of King David will come a Messiah. Which is really nice until you are surrounded by Syria, Ephraim, the northern kingdom, also called Israel. And now you've got the Assyrians bearing down on you. Soon the Babylonians. And there's no chance that your king will rule. And even if your king becomes a puppet king for a while, there's not much chance they're going to let your king's son rule. The lion's been cut off, dead, just like a tree stump. And that's the picture Isaiah uses today. It says, just when you think the Messiah will not show up, just when you think things are too dead for God to be involved, out of this stump, will come a shoot. It's fascinating, this phrase shoot. And you probably know uh, Jesus was born in, come on, Bethlehem. You did know that. Do you know what the word Bethlehem means in Hebrew? It means house of bread. And Jesus calls himself the bread of life. That's interesting to me, but this one I think is even better. Do you know where Jesus grew up? Don't be afraid. You know this one. Nazareth, thank you. And do you know what Nazareth means in Hebrew? It means Shootville, place of shoots. The shoot of Jesse, raised in Shootville. God sends these pictures all along to say, just when you think it's dead, that's when I'm starting to get in gear. And an entire nation, a kingdom, will come from what appeared once to be dead. Something so amazing, in fact, that even all creation will get along. The wolf, the lamb, the lion, and the calf, the child playing with the snakes, all happens because of the shoot that comes from the stump. From dead as dead can be will come life. Now, if that's so, and I believe it is, and the scripture certainly believes it is, what is it in your life that's so dead that God can't possibly do anything about it? How is it that we can proclaim anything beyond God's reach? You know, my favorite line of Christmas is this. It came from Gabriel, uh, God's messenger. The angel Gabriel came to Mary to explain to her what was about to go down. And Mary's listening to this, and she says, now, wait a minute. You know, I'm a virgin. I'm not married. How's this going to happen? And Gabriel tells her, and this is what he concludes his discussion of, uh, with Mary, with these words. With God. With God. For with God nothing is impossible. I mean that's impossible, it just seems to be God's job description in the Bible. So what is it you've got that's too impossible for God? Think about it for a moment because if you're like me, you've got some stuff that you basically told God, "That's dead, leave it alone." Let's remove it. A relationship? A dream? A situation? What is it that you've basically told God, forget it, even you can't do anything with this one? That's when God steps in to action. Now, if that's so, again, and I believe it is, I think uh, for Advent, I would give you a few pieces of advice. When you're dealing with the God of the impossible, when you're dealing with a God who delights in bringing life out of death, a few pieces of advice. This is the first one. If you've got a stump in your life, don't cut it out and haul it off. I don't know about you, but when we have a stump in the yard, it's just not really attractive. It's kind of in the way. People can trip over it. We dig it up, and we get that stump as far away from everything else that's nice and neat in our yard as we possibly can. The temptation will be, that is so dead, that is so painful, that is so hurtful, that the best thing I can do is distance myself from it. The biblical stance is, as painful as it is, watch it. Keep it. Live with it. God may yet not be finished with it. So my first piece of advice is even for those painful places in our life, don't cut them off. Don't run. Don't hide. Don't attack. Stay with them. God may not be done. Second piece of advice is this. When you're looking to see if God's doing for something, don't look for redwoods. That's not God's style. God's style typically is not to come in big and overwhelm you. Typically, God seems to come, well, like in babies. Come in small and the shoot begins to grow. When something is difficult in your life, look for the small signs of hope. You know, what sinks me every Christmas is just expectation. I hear about the the lion and and the calf. I hear about the wolf and the lamb. And so I get ticked off that my animals can't even get along in our house. And I get these these expectations rather than looking for the signs, the little shoots that show that God is in fact working. This Advent, keep your eyes open. Doesn't take much if you'll look. Um, they were in Buchenwald. This Jewish. Um, man with uh, a few others, they survived. And they asked him, "How? how did you keep hope in Buchenwald? And he said this, every day we would go past the commandant's house out to break rocks or do whatever they were assigned to do. And he said, and I noticed that he had a rose bush on his porch and it would bloom. And I kept thinking, there's beauty in the world somewhere. There's life somewhere, and if I can just hold on, I may experience that beauty again. Other people, uh, they interviewed a group of people uh, from Dachau, and what they said was they kept their meaning by laughing whenever they could. It wasn't much, the jokes, maybe not even that funny, but they found that when they laughed, that gave them a sense that there was something more there was something other than their situation, and that their situation did not have the only and the last word in their life. And they went on. Sometimes they're just small signs if we look their hope. Look at Noah. World's underwater, but what happens? A dove brings him a twig. A twig. I want the dove to bring me an advertisement for a new restaurant that's opened, so I know that we're all back to normal. Dove brings him a twig, and from that he concludes there's life, a small sign of hope. I was walking in this morning with a, a, a friend on the staff, and so we were talking about the unfortunate circumstance that was my team's uh, championship game last night. And this is what he said. He said, well, he said, there's a good thing, to, there's a good thing about losing by 38 points on national TV. And I said, what's that? He said, think of all the good high school players who are watching that game going, hey, I can go there and play. He said, I think you'll have a recruiting bonanza. Maybe. But rather than look for something large, fully formed and finished, know that often God's miracles start small and they grow. They come as a shoot out of the stump. The last piece of advice I'd give you this morning, other than just, you know, don't write it off, but don't expect to be overwhelmed, would simply be this. Hang in there. Hold on with everything you have. I love this definition of hope. A lot of people think hope is optimism, and I heard somebody once say, hope is a principled decision to reject despair. It's a principled decision to reject despair. It's just like we're going to consciously choose to focus on the shoot and not the stump. We are going to consciously choose to hang in and to wait for the life that God will bring out of this situation. You know, I think this week, as we've looked at the news, has, has brought us a pretty interesting example of what hope looks like, of what a shoot looks like in the midst of stump. For a number of years of his imprisonment, Nelson Mandela was on Robben Island, And they're relegated to menial, meaningless tasks, forced to empty every day his own toilet bucket. He then started emptying the toilet bucket of a a person in the next room over. But what happened, and the authorities didn't realize this, is in the midst of this prison, they were incubating hope. There were people gathering together. The current president of South Africa learned to read on Robben Island. Mandela taught him. And Mandela, as you know, was taught at a Methodist school. They began to talk on Robben Island about what the country might look like in the future. What kind of government it might have. How they might do things. About how forgiveness and reconciliation and peace would be a part of the process. You see, in the midst of that darkness, there was a group of men who focused on light. In the midst of that dead stump, there were a group of people who focused on the shoot. In the midst in the midst of the despair, there were a group of people who focused on hope. And I, for one, believe that the source of this hope was the God who delights in the impossible and bringing the dead back to life.